Hello, ladies. We would like to welcome you to our Goodness and Gracious podcast. It is our desire for this podcast to help women to grow and be strengthened by taking the Bible and laying out God's plan for our lives. Now, throw in some laundry. If you have kids at home, send them to their room. Grab a cup of coffee or your favorite drink because it's time for just you and God. Oh, well, and I guess us. Now, let's dive right in. Welcome back, ladies. And gentlemen, if you're listening (laughs) to Goodness and Gracious, I'm Renee. And I'm Christy. If you've been following along, you know that we are walking through the fruit of the Spirit. So our theme verse is Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. So one of the things that was brought out in our last segment was that this verse does not say fruits of the Spirit. I thought that was pretty profound. It was. It says fruit of the Spirit, and that is a capital S. So that tells me that this fruit, it's all one fruit. So you can't have, okay, so I have faith, but I don't have love, or I don't have Mm long-suffering, or I have meekness, but I don't have joy. I don't think it's possible to have one out of the without, group. Yeah, right. right. Without the other. But I do think it's different stages that you are in. Right. Based on your walk with Christ. Wouldn't you say yeah, that? I would agree with that. And the capital S means that it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So if you have the Holy Spirit, you're going to have these fruit. Does that make sense? These fruit. These yes. fruit. <laughs> so we've walked through love and joy So that brings us to peace. So we've heard it said so many times that if you are saved, you have peace with God and the peace of God. Now, that sounds so theological, doesn't it? I mean, really, it does. But what does it actually mean? So we are hoping to discuss both sides of this coin In such a way that if you have had any question about what that looks like, you will at least be closer to knowing. You may not completely understand it, but we're going to get you a little bit closer, we hope. Sounds good. Yep. So I'm going to get real theological with you right now. So put your seatbelt on. Okay. Got your seatbelt on, Renee? Okay. Excellent. (laughs) You sounded like Gary Grace. (laughs) So here's a fact. If you ever want to have peace, the peace of God, you must first have the have peace with God. Now, I told you it was real theological, didn't (laughs) I? Wasn't that like, I mean, you think that you should be able to figure that out, right? (laughs) So although I think it cliche to talk about love in February, because really, it's so been done before. (laughs) I find it so fitting that God worked it out for us to talk about love in February and now peace in April, just in time for Easter. Mm -hmm. And at the risk of you thinking that I have gone mad and gotten my two favorite holidays mixed up, I'd like to take us back to the beginning of the way, the method, the means that God had planned for us to have peace with him. As Renee and I both brought content together for this podcast, this verse was included in both of our studies, so I am not the only one with the holidays mixed up, yeah, you know. <laughs> Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, 
Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Doesn't that just do wonders yes. for you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love that. Um, the What's this not? Mary, did you know? When, oh, yeah. when Danny Gokey sings it, yeah. he brings this, you know, the Wonderful Counselor mm-hmm. just goes all over you. So I got to pondering on this podcast the other day, and I felt that God was leading to go in a certain way. And I thought, I wonder what the definitions of peace are. I had never had to look at this word up, but I felt that it was going to be um, of a great benefit to this particular podcast. The Oxford Dictionary defines peace as this, the freedom from disturbance, tranquility, a state or period in which there is no war or a war has ended. So I thought to the naked eye, these definitions seem to mean the same thing, but they really don't. And I, I hope that we can bring that out in this, uh, the both segments of, of this podcast. So this is how I would like to split the month's podcast up. We would like to discuss peace with God, which will then lead us into the peace of God. Okay, so let's talk about a few words that maybe you you may know the meaning of, you may not. Uh, carnal, fleshly, sin, enmity, war, and death. So in Romans 8, 5 through 9, it says this, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So there is a whole lot packed in these few verses. We have flesh, carnal, sin. Now, those are really interchangeable. They simply mean you are separate from God. And you are separate from God because of sin. And the Bible says that you in that state are enmity against God. The definition of enmity is the state or feeling of being actively opposed to or hostile to someone or something. So in essence, you are at war with God and the Bible says that you are dead because of it. Now we can tell that Paul, the author of the book of Romans, was at this point speaking to at least primarily a group of saved individuals. We know this because he says, but ye are not in the flesh. The only way to not be in the flesh and to be able to be spiritually minded is to be saved. Being saved means that you have peace with God. I am sure that most of our listeners, like with Paul, are saved, but there may be some that aren't. So we want to take the time to present to you just what it means to be saved and thus have peace with God. Romans 
3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Let me just say, God is perfect and so is heaven. Mm -hmm. Sinful man has no place there. And all of us, there is not one that does not fall short. Every single one of us fall short. Some say, I'm a good person. I don't steal. Or I think good people go to heaven. Or I don't go to church, but I love God. So I think I'll go to heaven. I think the world's messed up. <laughs> I think the world is very, very And some good. of the churches are messed up. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly right. No longer can we say the world is messed up and only the world. Right. It's the, Sadly. Yes, yeah. Yes. A lot of churches are as well. Well, always, it's always been said, basically, everybody's going to heaven. Yeah. No, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> Read your Bible. It's so sad. Don't you find it sad when you... Now, none of us know if someone is actually saved or not. Right. Only God knows. Mm -hmm. But when a person has lived a life that doesn't show that they were saved and someone says, well, you know, everyone goes to heaven. This is so sad to me yeah. that you are in this state of falseness, mm -hmm. you know, so. But the Bible says in James 2.10, for whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. And also in Romans 3.12 says, there is none that doeth good, no, not one. So at this point, you have to be real honest with yourself. There is absolutely no other way. If you can say, okay, I've lied before. And here's a little secret. We all have. Mm -hmm. We've all lied. But I've never killed anyone. You have still offended in one area. Right. And let us let you in on an even bigger secret. It is not possible for you to keep the whole law. You cannot do it. So why in the world would God set the bar, the standard, so high that it is not attainable and thus we are all bound for hell? Why would he do that? We're going to find out. That's right. So this is where most people give up. They don't want to admit that they are not good enough. They don't want to believe that they don't have the power to attain heaven on their own or that they must answer to an almighty God. They just give up because they, you know, they find it unattainable. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't believe you. So God has a word for that. That's called pride. pride. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's for a totally different podcast. Oh. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll get into that. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> so the fact is there are only two destinations you could be bound for once you close your eyes in death on this earth, heaven or hell. So Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So let me ask you this question. If when you are carnally minded, which is lost, and at enmity, which is war with God, while you are here on earth, why would you think that you can or should enjoy everlasting life with God in heaven when you leave this earth? Well, Pride will make you think that, make you think that you deserve that. But it's a good thing that his way of doing things and thinking is far above ours. And there is no room or place or provision for pride. So are we forever lost? No hope? Bound for hell with no escape? Nope. Nope. Certainly not. I present to you Easter, not to be irreverent at all, 
But this is the time when we celebrate when God put skin on our only hope and he came to make a way for us to have peace with God. Remember that verse from Isaiah that we read earlier that said, for unto us a child is born. Right here is the reason he was born, to die. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite verses is John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I know that kind of sounds cliche as yeah. far as mm-hmm. that's my favorite verse or whatever, but it is. Right. I mean, I would be nothing without that verse. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like, that's one of my all-time favorite verses. Yep. Well, I think there's a difference between, you know, some some people, John 3.16 is the only verse they know. So it's got to be their favorite <laughs> verse. But it, it can actually be. No, Jesus wept. That's, that's Jesus wept. <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, no, I'm just My favorite saying. verse, Jesus wept. <laughs> it's short and they can remember yeah, that one. <laughs> exactly. Yep. But I think it's okay. You can say that John 3.16 is your favorite verse and absolutely mean mm-hmm. it. So Easter is when we take the time to remember and celebrate that Jesus, knowing full well that we could not attain heaven in our own strength or ability, became the perfect sacrifice. He paid the debt he did not owe, which was the wages of sin, because he knew that the cost was too high for us to pay. If he didn't pay it, we were going to have to pay it. The Bible even says that he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. We discussed this in the last podcast on joy. It was so hard for me to think that he took the he endured the cross mm-hmm. for the joy, and I was that joy. Right. Remember, we read back in Romans: "For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace." To be spiritually minded is life everlasting and peace both with God and of God. So what's your favorite quote, Renee? It's not a coincidence. Yep, that's exactly right. (laughs) So we do not believe that anything happens by accident. And we believe that God puts us right where he wants us to be able to receive the things that he has for us. Saved and lost alike, you're not listening to this by accident. Mm -hmm. You may be wondering how you go about getting peace with God. Well, first, you have to agree with God that you are a sinner, lost and bound for hell. This means that you are fully aware of the state that you are in and that there is no hope for you apart from Jesus. Do you think that's the hardest part for sinners Mm -hmm. is to admit that they're lost and they're going to hell? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, because we had discussed back there, it was the pride issue. You know, we come, Mm -hmm. they come to the point where they're like, they find out that they can't attain heaven by themselves in their own power. And then the pride sets in and says, well, then I don't want it anyways, you know? So coming to him and agreeing with him about who we are, that's the first step. Mm -hmm. So next you have to believe that he is who he says he is, that he paid your wages of sin in his death on the cross You have to believe that he died and rose again on the third day and that once you give your life to him, that he will change you and sustain you. He does this by taking up residence within you, thus allowing you to be spiritually minded, as the scripture says. Last, you have to confess that you are a sinner, that you want to give your life to him and for him to take all of your sin, wash it all away, take up residence, and give you a new life. 
I've always heard of it as your ABC. Mm-hmm. Number one, admit. Number two, believe. And number three, confess. Yep. Easy, simple steps. It is. And simple as ABC. Mm-hmm. To some, it sounds too good to be true. But it really is that simple. Well, let's go Romans 10.10. 10. For it says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Instantly, you have passed from death, which was war, unto life, which is peace. So how about 2 Corinthians 5.17? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So the only way to have peace with God is for the old things to pass away and for you to be a new creature. This is a lot to take in. I think that's what's hard about the sinners is basically they want the world and they want to be a Christian all at the same time. It doesn't mingle together. You can't be both. Right. So I think the new creature, um, it's just, it just throws so many people off. And I guess for me, that was how I knew I was, I didn't have any guidance once I got saved. I got saved. I wasn't, we weren't going to Sand Hill. We were going to a different church and they were, they were great people. And I was, I was so glad for the church that we were going to when I got saved. Um, but there wasn't a whole lot of guidance if, if you will. And I think for me is I felt like God had saved me, but I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what kind of changes were going to uh, take place in me. Right. Um, I started realizing the truth of being saved, okay, when I started not looking at things the same way. I, I don't know. I, for me, it was like I would want to do this, but then I, you know, I felt him, which I didn't know was him at the time, leading me a different way. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I could tell that I was new in that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think I can't attain this because there's so many things that I have to live up to, Mm -hmm. which is true. Yeah. But it's because you're thinking on your own. Yeah. That's why we need Jesus. Within your power. You're thinking (laughs) within your power. I mean, I mean <laughs> we need can, Jesus for this. Exactly. I mean, so many, I've been saved since I was seven years old. Have I been perfect? Oh my goodness, no. Not even close. But he has changed me ever since I was seven years old. I mean, he's for, I mean, as long as you repent, you know, ask forgiveness for the things that you've done wrong. He's going to show you where you've done wrong. Repent of those sins and just keep growing and growing and growing. And you're never going to attain exactly that goal until you reach heaven. Right. But you're a new creature. I mean, you you can't go into this thing thinking I'm just going to be able to just live any way I want. Right. It, it doesn't work that way. So one of the things that I, um, I don't share a whole, I haven't shared a whole lot about my past with people. Um, but just to air it, some of it, <laughs> I guess. Let's get real. Let's get real. <laughs> um, I couldn't understand how, once I got saved, how I was going to not want to drink mm-hmm. alcohol. I couldn't figure it out. How, but once I was posed with that, I started to understand. There was something inside me that said, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do this. This is bad. Turn away from it. Um, so many people think that they're going to be left to their own devices to be able to, to conquer all this. And that's not so. Right. 
you know, I also remember, um, and I've shared this um, in our doc meeting before, and just on a personal level with um, some of the sisters, but smoking, I smoked for years, tons of years, and I got saved, and he didn't start dealing with me on it right away, uh, and that's the way God is, and that I think that's why it's so important, too, that we don't you know, push people, right. you know what I'm saying? Don't say, well, you're not saved because you didn't do this. It's a personal relationship. You yeah. got you to gotta let the Holy Spirit work in there somewhere. You can't right. push somebody right. or they wouldn't need the Holy Spirit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's exactly right. <laughs> so I started, it wasn't until after we started coming to Sand Hill that he started dealing with me on that. Like I really, I had no issues with smoking whatsoever up until that point. And then when he started dealing with me on it, Oh, you can ask Tom. I would sit in the garage and smoke and cry and, and be like, I don't want to smoke, but I, my body is telling me yes, but I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it was he so lovingly led me through that. And it was rough. I'm not going to tell you it wasn't. It was so rough. But I'm thankful for it. Now, right. when I look back, I can see where he was with me and he was leading me, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and, your desires changed. Yes. Your desires was more towards him right. than it was a cigarette. Yeah. So, and I, I he's placed in don't think that it's me because he's placed within me the desire to want to be pleasing to him. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't want to be pleasing to him all on my own. He right. has to place that there. And what that does is, you know, bringing it back full circle for um this podcast on the peace with God. That's what it does. Right. It, no longer am I at war with him. Mm-hmm. Before I was saved, I was at war with him. I think that's so hard for people to grasp he, because he says in his word, the carnal mind is enmity with God. That's war. And carnal mind is in someone that's lost. Right. Um, so once you're saved, no longer are you at war with God. And that opens up a whole new world. <laughs> And some of the things that we're going to talk about in the next segment. Mm-hmm. Exciting. I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> Hang on tight for part two. <laughs> yeah. So in the next segment, we'll be talking about um, the peace of God. Of God. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we have now, now that we are saved and we have peace with God, we're going to talk about the peace of God. And that's where it got, that's where back up in the definitions, it was, um, they're a little bit different. So you have, the, you know, coming out of a war or um, not in war or coming out of a war. But then you also had the tranquil, you know, there's a, there's a place where we can have tranquility with God in anything that comes along. And I'm really excited to talk about that. But we know that you could possibly have questions about being saved. If you have any questions, we invite you to um, email us. Mm -hmm. Um, Renee's going to talk about some of the ways that you can get a hold of us, but we want your questions. We don't want to leave you hanging. Right. Um, if you're saved and you have questions about what we're talking about, we mm-hmm. want you to ask those questions. Um, so she's going to go ahead and give you some ways to get a hold of us. We would love to hear from you. Any kind of feedback, we would just love to hear it. Um, you can contact us through email, which is goodnessgraciouspodcast at gmail.com. Or we also have a Facebook page, Goodness and Gracious. And we have, I think, a button or a link on there that you can message us privately through that. And we'll get back with you on that. We love to hear from you. Feedback, good or bad. I mean, yep. we'll, we'll take the bad. Yep. We, we we got broad shoulders. Yeah, we can take some <laughs> constructive criticism. Or even if there's maybe a subject you'd like for us to touch on, yep. you know, shoot us an email. Shoot us a message. We're, we're good with that. That would be great. 
All right. I think that's all we have. All right. Sounds good. Oh, so until next until time. Until next time. Bye. See ya. We thank you for joining us for our Goodness and Gracious podcast. We pray that this was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more information about our women's ministry we have to offer, or you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sandhillfwb.com women. We hope you will join us next time, and until then, we pray God blesses you with his goodness and gracious.